Welcome to another episode of Reflections with Raja, an episode about purpose finding, navigating life, and storytelling. I am really lucky to have incredible people in my life, so I, these are just opportunities for us to have conversations that are beyond uh, the simple, who are you, what do you do? Today, I'm really excited about having uh, Heather Browning, an incredible person, and someone that ha- we've been in the same circles, but we haven't had really time to go deep. So this is going to be a really fun exercise for me, I think. Um, so we'll learn a little bit more about her journey, her own podcast, and things like that. So welcome to the show, Heather. How are you today? I'm great, Raja. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thank you for making time. I know you have a lot of things going on as well. So Heather, what is your story? Oh, yes. The favorite question. <laughs> <laughs> when I think about my life and all of my experiences and all of its complexities, if I really wanted to express to someone like, who I am, like what what is what does it mean to be me? Um, folks describe me as a nomad, and I'll come to this because this is a good starting point. Okay. Um, so, I am learning more and more about myself as time goes on, and I'm someone you know that comes from a rich family background. Um, I stem from someone that comes from a low-income, first-gen experience background. And I think what's interesting is I always find myself using those indicators because often when someone's asking me about my story, it's through like a, a, a higher education lens, right? And so I think about, well, if I was out there traveling the world, because I love traveling, and someone was like, who are you? And what would I say to that? I wouldn't talk about any of those indicators. That's part of my experience, but that doesn't necessarily encompass who I am and what I'm about. I am someone that loves people, that loves connection, that loves community. That is the center of just like who I am and what I'm about. I thrive in spaces where I get to have conversations like this, organic conversation and just musings about the larger world and musings about our experiences and making space um, for that type of organic conversation and and, and vulnerability. You know, I'm someone that loves change. So, you know, connecting to Nomad, I don't see it as Nomad. I just see it as I like change and transition. (laughs) You know, I don't think it's something that's very common in our society here in the Western United States context. Um, I've moved more times than most folks have in their like whole lifetime, <laughs> you know. Um, but through that, I've had so just a wealth of experiences. I've gained a wealth of knowledge just about the larger world and myself. I have connections with people all across li- the literal world, let alone the states. Um, and I love that freedom. I like the freedom to change my mind. I like to free the freedom to say this and whatever this is, life, career, job, people, like it's not working for me anymore. So I'm going to take the steps to try something different. <laughs> and using that as a foundation to like shape my story, if you will, um, 
I think it just allows me to feel like I'm connected to the larger world. And I know there's, there is a larger world and I just find so much eagerness in wanting to just explore. So that's a, I guess that's a, a different type of way to say like, what is your story? But I just think yeah. of all the components that are important to me and make me who I am um, and what I care about. And it really does like narrow down to that, you know, like it doesn't encompass so much like career anymore, for example, but important. Like I've had a great career run 12 years in my field, da, 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 da. but like when I think back to like memories, investing in those, like that's what I think about. I think about the times that I was wandering around Guatemala lost on a solo travel trip and being able to meet people along the way, stopping in a cafe, being like, I'm lost and it's hot outside. I'm just going to sit here. And then had a great conversation with the cafe owner who also helped me get, find my Airbnb because I was lost for two hours. So, <laughs> you know, but yeah, but like, I love being able to share like those pieces of my story. <laughs> like those are the pieces that, that, yeah, that yeah. make me smile um, that I think back on and say, I can, like, I can do a lot of things. <laughs> I already see a book in the making. I'd love to just have a book of your travel stories of oh. like, just the, <laughs> almost like what not to do in the world, but through fun <laughs> stories. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I have, I have plenty. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I think that's why we are, we are kindred spirits in the, the willingness to be open to go beyond a path that's defined for us. You know, yeah. That's really beautiful. Yeah, I think also what comes what's coming to me too is just a story of resilience and survival, you know, um, from childhood on through. I come from two parents that love me to death and, you know, did the best that they could with what they knew how and um, still struggled, right? Um, and learning from a very young age what survival meant. And as I fast forward to where I'm at now, processing like, what does it mean to thrive in life, right? Um, and those survival and resilient, um, what's the word? Not indicators, uh, skills, <laughs> if you will, got me through a lot to get here. Okay? Got me through not so great work environments, got me through all of the changes and transitions of, of life that I, many I chose, some I didn't. Uh, so I'm very proud of that. And as, as I think of myself as a full-fledged adult now, because, you know, sure, 18, we're like legally, but like a full-fledged now, <laughs> you know, I think about moving forward, what, what do I now want my story to become? Yeah. And where is my agency in creating that and ensuring that it's authentic to me? Yeah, I love that. Beautiful. So as you think about your own resiliency and the stories and, and the wisdom that you've gained over the years, how, what is your gift to the world? Ooh. I seriously thought on this question about like texting five people to be like, what do you think my <laughs> gift to the world is? <laughs> right? <laughs> but I didn't cheat. <laughs> um, so I think even just connecting it to my story, 
um, I've had so many, not just experiences, but exposures, exposures to different ways of being, to different ways of life, to different qualities of life, um, exposure to some really challenging experiences and circumstances and some really rich and great ones. And I think what it has allowed me to give to others is the space and ability for people to hold their truth, their authentic truth, um, and the ability to make people feel seen and heard and what that really means. Like I was reflecting on what people, when I say what people give back to me, what I'm referencing is like how people have spoken to me about what I give to them. And that is the, a common narrative across all, you know, friends, acquaintances, colleagues, folks that I've just had quick run-ins with that I'm still connected to. They're like, I always know that if I talk to you, I don't feel like I have to wear a mask. I don't feel like I have to make shit up. Like I can just be, I can literally just be like, this relationship is awful. I don't know what I'm going to do. Or this job is not working for me. I'm too afraid to talk to anyone else about it because I know what they're going to tell me. And I listen. I listen and I validate. Um, I don't try to provide solutions. <laughs> Sometimes we just need space. Oftentimes we just need space to just be in something and just allow that to be the space holder and not project some of our own internal fears and experiences onto others. And that's a very hard thing to do. So I don't take my gift lightly. I'm very honored that people share their, their selves with me. And it's not a skill to be like, not to, not to be like boastful, but for real, for real, like it's not a, it's not a skill that everyone has. Yeah. You know, I think about the times that someone will call me that I'm not, you know, like we're, we're, we know who each other is, like we're in contact, but it's not someone I necessarily talk to all the time or every day and vice versa. Right. But I get that call. That's like, I'm going through it. And you were the first person that came to mind to call to talk about this. Mm. I'm like, okay, what, what do you need? Like what, what, what's going on? You know? And, and I think that's very real. Yeah, that's such a, that is a, such a beautiful gift to be able to actually be witness to someone's process and journey and pain without, like you said, projecting anything onto it and allowing and the, the lack of judgment in that space to just allow them to be seen in all of their, their wholeness. So that's beautiful. Um, that's so great. Thank you for sharing that. What a gift. Um, I wonder if I can maybe ask you a little about um, your podcast. Tell me about what oh, it yeah. is, um, how it came about, and um, also hopefully we can do some shameless plugging for you as well. Yes, thank you. <laughs> so my my new podcast, um, I've Got Shit to Say, um, which can be found on Podbean and Spotify, hopefully iTunes at some point. I just can't figure out how to make it work. If anyone out there is listening, please contact me to help. <laughs> Figure out something to yeah. connect. Yeah, it's a bit of a process. Yeah, so <clears throat> you know, um, with everything that's been going on with COVID, especially here in the states, um, 
I was really just looking for an outlet. And so what I was recognizing, besides the fact that I was like, I need something to focus on, like I am struggling with this social distancing and quarantine, but I was also really recognizing the conversations I was having in pockets with other people about their experiences, both right now and just what it means to live in this world and be an adult, but specifically what was happening or what's been happening over this past year. And I was noticing themes I was noticing connections and and the one of the themes in every one of those conversations was folks feeling like they were the only ones. They're like, mm-hmm. I'm struggling with anxiety, I but it seems like everyone else is doing fine. I'm like, girl, let me tell you, because I just talked to two other people and myself, <laughs> right? And so I wanted to create a platform both for my own voice, but to also raise that visibility and vulnerability for others. And so it's become a space where they're very short episodes because the attention span for everyone these days is very short. <laughs> um, so I call them life snacks. And it's it's a, a, a storytelling and reflection. It's almost like an oral journal for me, thinking about like what's on my heart, what's on my mind, um, what are things that I'm going through Um, sharing that openly and also sharing reflections and tools and or resources um, that I might be utilizing or just putting out there. Like, I don't know what the fuck to do right now. Excuse my language. I don't know if that's allowed. (laughs) But I think of one of the episodes around anxiety. Like, I recognize that there's different levels. I am not a, you know, I'm, I'm not a therapist or a licensed or anything. And I'm someone that experiences it and can still talk about it from my experience. And I remember when I put that episode out about the ebbs and flows, some weeks I'm good. Some weeks I am not. And I got so much positive feedback around that where folks were like, oh, me too. Or, oh, I thought it was just me. Or, oh, thank you so much just for sharing. Because oftentimes people look at me as someone that always has her stuff together. Let me tell everyone listening out there right now, okay, that's not true, okay? You know, and and, and that outside outside looking in, you never know what somebody's going through. You don't, right? right? Social media platforms aren't created to talk about real shit, to be quite frank and honest, you know? And I wanted, I just want a space where we can be real and do it from my perspective, I agree with you. I think we are, we have so many false notions of who people are. Um, And it's interesting for me, at least, um, this year has been probably the hardest year of my life in a lot of ways and really has required me to be in some dark, deep spaces. Um, And yet people are like, oh, you seem to be doing real. I'm like, I am. And um, you don't see the moments where I'm in a corner at three in the morning be like, what the F am I doing with my life? and both are valid, right? It's like, and I, and I know what I'm doing when I'm posting on social media because I'm also creating this image because that's part of what we do. Um, and it's probably only the folks that are closest to me that actually understand the moments when I call them and be like, help me think through this or like, I am struggling. Um, but yeah. also for me, I think here has been a journey to being open about even those journeys mm-hmm. and to be able to figure out like how do you do that because I don't think social media like it's not like I want to post a picture of my just like with like tears down my face sure. that's also not sure. who I am so it's it's the it's trying to figure out like how do you 
one is like why do I, like what's the purpose of social media and two how do I present more authentically and three like how do I how do I also when I see someone thriving see that as both a recognize that's only a slice of their experience mm-hmm. and that we're not going to the vulnerable moments necessarily mm-hmm. um, and that that's okay um, and that and that there's probably there's so many layers so many layers beyond the underneath the iceberg that we under the water that we don't see oh sure sure and to, and you know to many of the of the uh, points you're making and things you're talking about we don't owe anyone our story right right we right. don't right. owe anyone our pain we don't even owe anyone our happiness you know and I do think that social media plays or the perceptions that people get of us or the perceptions we may have of other people really limit connections, in my opinion, right? Yeah. Because, you know, I might see someone's great trip to the river last weekend. And so when I talk to someone, I'm like, oh, how was your, oh, I saw you into the, how was that versus what's happening behind that? Like, how are you doing as a person? not just the person that took this really great photo in your, you know, on a great summer day in front of the beautiful river. <laughs> right. Right. right, right. Uh, it's funny. I, um, I was in Cuba last year Ooh. and there were, um, you could actually do like Airbnb packages for like um, Instagram worthy photo shoots. But people would take you around to just get all to the and and I was like, wow, that is a thing. And people yep. are paying hundreds of dollars to yep. get and just take this. And I was like, what like what do you actually experience if that's all you're focused on? Is right. this like the perfect Instagram picture? Which is both beautiful and but also it's just like a yes not, and mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Yeah. So this actually feels like it's probably a good lead into my next question. What's something that we can all do to make this world better, Heather? Uh, you know, just like end racism and just end, you know, Islamophobia. Just like all the all the isms. Just yeah, let's just do that. No, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's this is such a big question in general, but to me, it feels even bigger during this like moment in time of where we're at in the world. Mm-hmm. in our year of 2020, which has been quite a year. And it's only August. It's both, wait, wait, side note. It's only August and it's like, it's August. Like, so there's both. Um, <laughs> but um, I've been thinking largely about what is even my own impact and what can I do to make this world a better place, let alone what can the rest of us do And I'm someone that's largely driven by impact. That's an intrinsic motivator for me. Um, It's what fills my bucket. Um, And that's in all facets of life. My career, if I'm not, if I don't feel like I'm making an impact, I can't sustain, right? In my relationships with people, relationships being all encompassing, if I don't feel like I'm making a, a, not a change, so I don't, build relationships for change, but, but just like, am I a good person? Am I someone that somebody can rely on? Am I someone that is living my, my truth and showing up authentically? Like that's, you know, what I reference in terms of relationships. And so I think what I'll answer with this question is less focus on the we and maybe a a focus on me. Like, what can I do? 
And I think I just continue thinking about what does it mean to not only create spaces of vulnerability, but what does it mean to be vulnerable myself? And how do I continue to show up authentically, not just for myself and my own self-preservation, but also as a visible example to others? I think that that has such a ripple effect. It has such a ripple effect. Like I, I see it happen time and time again around me. You know, I share about an experience with conversation I had with like a potential employer and how I was like very honest and very truthful about like, this is who I am and this is what I want. And this is just what I'm not willing to negotiate around and had that conversation with someone else who's going through some career transition and listening to them come back to me and say, you know what, after listening to you, I realized how important it is to center myself and to center my needs. And I did it. And this is, was the result of that. And I'm just like, yes, this is what it's about, right? Like That's this awesome. is what it's about. And if we just created this ability for authenticity in those ways, I just think of how different the world could look how different we connect in around humanity, you know, the, the, the allowance for people to be human, the importance of elevating humanity, you know, all these isms are so rooted. I'm not going to get into like the whole oppression and the, da, 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 but, or, and, you know, there's, there's something to that when we're trying to keep people down versus holding people up, you know, and there's just, so many things happening right now. It's like one after the other, after the other, after the other. And I can't even keep up. And half the time lately, I don't want to because it's so overwhelming. So I have yeah. to, to pull back and be like, well, what, what am I doing? What can I do? What can I contribute within my sphere of influence? And that for me is like, you know, I guess it also ties back to my gift to the world, how I see it, you know, part of my gifts to the world. But like that for me is, is where it sits. You know, um, and it's so important. And it's something that I think in our Western U.S. society, just authenticity is like a word that's just thrown around. Be authentic, show up, be yourself. What does sure. that even mean? <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, we just got finished talking about the effects of Instagram and social media. <laughs> right. Like, come on. You, all these influencers. I was like, that is not your regular life. That's not even you regularly as a person. Who walks around in filters? I don't. Right. That's a, <laughs> that's a great book. Who walks around in filters, right? And yeah. yeah, I think that's the world that we're all we're all supposed to aspire to. Yes. Right? Because those, we make them influencers. And so we're also creating this like really false notion of what is what is the standard, which again, like to your point, is rooted in all these different isms and and um, just creating this notion of authentic versus actually being authentic. Yeah. And how like troubling is that to me? So troubling, right. you know, because that's, yeah. I feel like that's just setting people up to fail. Right. Like right. If, if you can't aspire to that or you can't just be happy all the time, toxic positivity, then there's something wrong with you versus life ebbs and flows. And sometimes you're at the bottom of the bell curve and sometimes you're at the top and every day can be different and it's okay. And how do we give that back and give our gifts? You know, what does it mean to really give our gifts to uplift others? 
Yeah. 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 That's beautiful. Um, I, I resonate with so much of that. So in all this work and in speaking your truth and finding your own nomadic path, what nourishes you? Um, yes. I love this question. <laughs> um, I am somebody that is nourished by freedom and movement. I mean, that is a large part of all my different life transitions and changes. Um, many of those were choices. Um, well, they were all for, in some way, shape or form, choices I made, but they were the catalyst for that choice looked different in all of those different scenarios. Um, but I like the freedom to just change my mind. I like the freedom to explore. The freedom to be like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm going to go do something else. That's very nourishing to me, right? Versus like, you have to make this work, even though it's not working. I feel so stifling and so inorganic and just all sorts of other things. <laughs> um, and community and connection. That, that is just something that I've learned, especially over this challenging time of went from, you know, social, social isolation to social distancing and quarantine, which is where we're still kind of sitting. That has been a huge struggle for me. And I think I've always known that I'm somebody that values like community connection, friend, family, all of those. But it wasn't until I had to pinpoint what, what the, uh, core issue had been for me around some of the struggles I'd been experiencing during these last four months. I was like, oh, the inability to both move around <laughs> in the ways that I see fit, but also the inability to make, to nourish the community and connection in the ways that not only am I used to, but that bring me joy and the limitations in that. You know, and, and, and what stems from all of those things, what comes from that is my ability to learn more about myself, my ability to learn more about others, which gives me just a broader sense of the world and other, you know, a difference. I think difference is important. It continues to challenge me in good ways. It also continues to help me be like, no, this is me. That doesn't work for me. No. Yeah, this is good. <laughs> Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just having that agency in all of those facets. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also, and what I'm also hearing from you is just a deep sense of knowing and accepting who you are. Yes. Yeah. And 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 let me tell you all out there, tap tap microphone. <laughs> before there's these outside perceptions, it took a lot. It took a lot for me to get here. Sure. So you know, it took a lot for me to get to the space of being not even just okay with who I am, but proud of who I am. Like this is me and unapologetically. And when I think about the different stages of life and the different, you know, happenings, like it was a fight to get here. Right. And so I don't take it lightly, but I also say that intentionally because I just hear conversations like, just be unapologetically you as if it's just something you just wake up, you'd be like, yes, today I'm just going to be unapologetically me. Right. Like, like it doesn't quite work like that. Um, usually, right. but yeah. So. Yeah. So in this work of life, um, 
who are some folks or spaces or people or whatever that inspires you? Mm-hmm. Where do I get my inspiration from? So many people, places, and things. Um, so one, and this may sound funny to some, others will be like jokingly rolling their eyes, but I have this really great relationship with my dog. <laughs> His name is Vito Corleone. Vito is what we usually call him. He's my ride or die. I've had him for 10 years. But I say that intentionally because let me tell you, when, when I learned what unconditional love was from this dog of mine, <laughs> who's excited to see me every day, who if I, you know, go make a grocery run and come back, he's so excited as if I've been gone for years. <laughs> You know, his loyalty amazes me. Mm. So I'm like, if y'all can't show up like my veto, then we don't need to be in each other's lives, <laughs> right? Um, but I, but I, but I, I say that like half jokingly, but really like kind of true. You know, he's been yeah. the constant for the last ten years. You know, and so he knows me best. Um, <laughs> but also, you know, I'm just inspired by people that are at least for me the epitome of what it means to show up unapologetically and to work hard at that and I really don't feel like I saw visible indicators of that until maybe like late a lot later in life Mm, uh um or at least though maybe that wasn't something I was thinking about until later in life so it showed up differently um, in terms of my ability to like, uh, what's the word? Not locate it, to to see it, to yeah. understand it. Um, yeah, I think there's like so many like people, but I, I don't want to like do this like list, but I'm thinking more about like from those people, what is it that I'm noticing mm. and what is it that I'm drawing on? I look at folks that um, are like the epitome for me, the epitome to me, for example, of like what a healthy relationship looks like, right? And it's not this perfect sunshine and rainbows relationship they have, but I see that the way that they work on it in healthy ways, I see the investment they have in each other. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's okay. That is something I you know, aspire to. Right. I um, I look at the folks that also make different transition and changes in their lives from centering themselves. That keeps me going and doing it just for myself, you know, being like, because that's not it's just not a way folks readily navigate this world. You know, I think we're more taught to just suck it up and deal with it. Um, And so when I see the folks be like, F this, I'm not doing this like this is bullshit. And I'm like, you know what? Yes, it is still okay to do that, right? And, it, and, and yes, it sucks sometimes to like feel like I have to have permission in ways, but I think it just becomes, it's just, there's importance in visibility. Sure. You know, there's importance in visibility. And, and I'm continuously ex- inspired by the people around me, my friends, um, like just watching them watching all of us, myself included, but watching them as they navigate life and 
coming into their own realizations and a lot of how many of us are navigating life looks very different than how we were taught to navigate life growing up. And so creating new realities and creating um, newness to break some of those generational curses. Um, And I think that's just so important, but also I'm just like, I'm surrounded by visible examples and surrounded by that energy. And I'm just like, yes, <laughs> like, and we're just doing it. And I think that's just like amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. Thank you. That's great. Um, is there anything else that you want to talk about or that you want to bring up or say, or share with the world? Hmm. You know, I, maybe not so much things I want to bring up, but just encouraging folks. Like, I know it's hard right now. We all know it's hard. And at least here in the States, there doesn't seem to be an end in sight. (laughs) And I know for me personally, I feel like I'm hitting the, the end of a, like a half marathon. I used to run half marathons. I've run two. And I can always just remember, you know, the first five miles, you're like, yeah, this is good. Miles five through like eight, you're like, okay, you know, you're, you're, you're getting a little, little tired, but you know, got all these people running around me. And then like miles 10 through 12, you're like, should I just stop? (laughs) Like I've, you know, I've all the energy supplies that were hidden away and tucked away, like tapped into them. Like I don't think I can do this. And even as you have folks on the sidelines cheering you on, you're like, those last two miles are, are hard. They're so hard. hard. And, and, and that for me is an analogy of, at least for myself, how I'm feeling now, you know, did the best I could with the coping skills that I know. And I'm like, I've used them all, (laughs) you know, I've used them all and I'm crawling and it's weird to crawl towards a finish line that just keeps moving. It keeps getting pushed back. You're like, how about now? How about now? Oh, no. Oh, August. We're still, oh, it's still pushed back to what? 2021? I don't know. Right? And so I just want to validate, you know, the the realness of how hard it is right now. Even with a, with a quote unquote perfect, there's nothing perfect, but with a quote unquote perfect setup. You know, someone that hasn't lost their job, someone that maybe isn't stressed out at home with children, someone that still has movement in different ways. Like we all have our respective realities and that doesn't take away from the realness of what you're experiencing. Right. And so there's no sense in comparing yourself to others saying, oh, so other people have it worse than me. They might. And it doesn't change your reality. Right. You know, and so I just want to encourage, validate, and say, I, I hear you, I see you, and I'm there too in my own ways. Sure. I think the yeah. more that we say that to each other, the more we're able to sustain in the ways that we need to just to one day get past this. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you, Heather. It's been great for me to just learn more of your story and um, as a fellow nomad in this work. Um, I appreciate it. I think I've always self-defined myself as a troublemaker nomad. Uh, I think those are the two terms that probably are most representative of who I am. Yeah. Uh, in the best way possible, of course. Um, but also just 
thank you for sharing the work that you're doing, the wisdom and um, being a source of change and honesty in this in this moment of, of our world. Um, for all of you that are listening, um, check out the link below to learn more about Heather and her her own badass podcast and all the other stuff that she's doing. Today's song is called Everybody by Poddington Bears. And make sure you join us for another episode of Reflections with Raja. Check out all of our apps and stay thriving.